Hey everybody, welcome back, Bibliophile AF. This is episode four and I am your host, Renee. You know what we're here for today. We're talking about The Little Prince, uh, but before we get into it, how's your week going? How did your weekend go? Did you tackle some goals? Did you accomplish some high priority tasks that you're feeling good about? Um, Did you not? Did you completely lose sight of yourself this past week and just need to regroup because let's be clear that's okay too (laughs) no matter how your week went I hope that you're here and you're happy to be here and I make your day even if just a little bit Uh, me personally my week went pretty well I cannot complain Um, it was one of those pretty relaxed weeks you know not too much was going on but just enough to feel like okay I didn't just lounge around all day every day Uh, yeah we actually had a great dinner with sp's family over the weekend so that was really nice we got to catch up with everybody and eat some good food um who doesn't love food who doesn't love hanging out (laughs) um so that was nice and honestly we're here now we're here um it's been uh, a long time coming for me to talk about this book in particular and i'm very excited uh but before we dive in I have a few questions that I want to ask you, and I would love for you to hold on to these questions, uh, think about them, provide an answer, whether it's through comments on my Instagram page, uh, bibliophile.af underscore, write them down in your journal, or just say them out loud. Whatever the case may be, uh, just take these few questions into consideration. Uh, I promise it ties in with the point of this episode, uh, and I will be also answering those questions later on as well. So the first question is... What did you want to be when you were younger? When you were living a carefree life, no responsibilities, what did you always dream of being? And the second question is, did you become what you wanted to be? And I know that might sound silly, you know, what do you mean? No, I didn't become a dragon, (laughs) obviously, but... Uh, we are realistically able to become astronauts and baseball players. So were you able to pursue an actual career based on the dream that you had when you were younger? And as an adult now, in, in, in this point in your life, no matter what's going on, what's taking place, where you're at, would you still pursue that dream today? And if so, do you think it'd make you happier? Would you still pursue that dream of yours that you had as a child, now as an adult, and do you think it'd make you happier? Hold on to those questions, like I said, uh, and we will get back to those shortly. (laughs) The Little Prince, Le Petit Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. He is a French writer and pilot, or was rather, Uh, And a fun little fact about him actually is when he was younger, he always wanted to be a pilot, was able to become a pilot and loved every moment of it. Uh, He unfortunately experienced a bad crash during a flight and the doctors told him that it was in his best interest not to fly anymore. Uh, So obviously, like anybody with the dream that they're pursuing uh, to be told that they can no longer fulfill that dream is heart wrenching. It's the worst news basically 
few years have passed and he found himself hanging out with some some old friends that are also pilots and I believe he was in Africa at this time and he decided that he wanted to fly again. He just said, you know what, despite the doctor's orders, despite what you're telling me right now, I'm just going to (laughs) fly. So July 1944, hopped into the plane, took off, and nobody ever saw Antoine again. And this is a real story, by the way. You can look this up. This is public information. Um, I just thought that was such a fun fact about the author. Um, Very interesting and also just adds to the story because once I get into the summary, you're going to see how oddly well that tied in um but yeah so that's the author a risk taker nonetheless uh I think at this point he may have passed um it has been a little bit of time but he could very well be out there living somewhere um so keeping that in mind (laughs) so the little prince if you've never read the book or saw the movie adaptation is in short and you know I don't try to give out too many spoilers but I will say side note before I even do the summary this was really hard to not tell you everything it took everything in me to remove all of the notes I had and to start over and to just not tell you everything I wanted to tell you because this is one of those books where it's short but it's profound and it's so deep honestly I I felt like the only way I could really help you understand this book is by by reading it and not even so much understand it but just get excited about it but obviously I can't read it for copyright reasons I cannot read you the whole book um I'll provide you with some quotes but um that's as far as that goes but um here's my summary I don't want to give out too much but I didn't want to give out too little so here we go The Little Prince is a story about a man whose plane crashed in the deserts of Africa uh he survives and he's you know feeling safe aside from the fact that he has no food he has no water and there's nobody around he's literally by himself trying to figure out how to fix his plane and get back home as he's kind of thinking of ways to get his life together uh a little prince appears and right away the prince the little prince asks the man to draw him something and i'm not going to tell you what that is because i feel that that part is very significant He asked the man to draw him something and immediately they just form a friendship of sorts. The man is very confused. He's kind of like, where is this kid coming from? Why is he by himself in the middle of the desert? Like, should I help him? What's going on? Um, So they form a friendship. And as the little prince is asking the man random questions, he's also telling him stories about his travels. And so the little prince proceeds to tell him about his planet, uh, his rose. So on his small planet, he has a rose, a single rose that he takes care of. And basically the whole story, the little prince is trying to get back to his rose. Before he left, he covered the rose with a glass jar of sorts so that nothing would hurt her. Um, And so he just spends a lot of time thinking about her and and missing her. Um, And so as the man learns more Um, he doesn't even realize the gems that are just coming along with you know the stories that are being told so the little prince proceeds to tell him about the different planets that he's visited so he talks about uh, one planet in particular where there's a king but there was nobody for the king to rule so when the little prince gets 
you know hops on the planet he's like oh I command you to do this and the little prince is just kind of confused and inquires a little more as kids do asking questions and asking them again because they need the answers and the king basically says at one point that he understands that as a king if he were to command somebody to do something while knowing that that person wasn't capable of really doing it or it wasn't in their wheelhouse so to speak then it is not the fault of the man it is the fault of the king the little prince visits another planet where he meets a businessman this businessman has his face in his book all day his you know ledger just writing or counting rather all of the stars that he quote unquote owns to which the little prince is like what do you mean you own stars like they're in the sky and he's like yeah well if i'm counting them then they're mine And so this is where the little prince kind of starts feeling like, okay, adults are weird, (laughs) basically, is is what he's starting to realize is adults are extraordinarily weird. (laughs) And he goes to another planet where he meets a vain man. And this man won't do anything without clapping at the end. He requires much validation. And so, of course, this is another interesting thing that the prince is learning about. Then he goes to a planet where there's a drunkard and there's with the drunkard. He notices he's super sad looking. He has all of these bottles all around. And the little prince asks him, like, you know, why are you drinking? You know, what's what's up (laughs) to which the drunkard basically tells him that he drinks because he's ashamed that he's a drinker. And I won't go into the other planets that he visited, but these were the ones that really stood out to me the most just because they're very relatable (laughs) and in more ways than one we tend to repeat cycles when we know that they're really should be broken and we tend to seek validation when it's not necessary and we tend to command people to do things that don't make sense for them I guess in a sense and we want everything to be about numbers these days so tells him about those planets and then he finally tells the man about how he met his fox and the fox teaches him about taming people and this is one of my favorite parts of the story because basically the fox is saying that as a wild animal if the little prince were to become his friend then he would be tamed by him and he would basically have something to look forward to so the little prince tames the the fox and he says something along the lines of if you tell me you're going to arrive at four i'll be waiting for you by three And so the point of him teaching about taming is that once we become connected to different things, once we hold these attachments to material things or people, we're tamed by them. And for better or worse, we have a hold or they have a hold on us rather. Um, So I thought that was a great piece of the, the story. And so, yeah, so the little prince, you know, basically just tells him how he got to the point of running into the man and, you know, tells him a few other stories along the way and is basically just trying to get back to his rose. And in that time of getting to know the little prince, the man realizes that he's learned so much about life that he wasn't even trying to learn, you know, anything from patience to imagination. And so the ending... The little prince finds his way back home. Um, I'm not going to tell you how. It was very heart heartwarming and also 
like what (laughs) um the ending so that was very interesting but he he wraps up the little prince wraps up you know before he goes and basically tells the man that be you know we're friends now and so every time you look up at the stars you'll hear me giggling you know and you'll always think of me and my rose basically Uh, He says it in different words, but I don't want to tell you what he says. Um, I would really love for you guys to read this book because, I don't know, I just think it's beautiful. Um, But yeah, so that is the summary of The Little Prince. And the themes and takeaways for me, so adolescence, of course, um, losing sight of our own imaginations, um, letting go, finding the world in simple things. And I think that one is the biggest thing for me, uh, particularly when it comes to little, the little prince and his rose. So there's a point in the, the book when he comes across a, a field of roses or a, you know, a wall, a bed of roses rather. And he is almost upset at first because he's like, I thought my rose was the only one. Like, I'm, she's just a rose now. Like, you know, I thought she was just such a special thing. And then it's the fox that teaches him you're you've been tamed by this rose this is your rose and despite the fact that there's millions and billions of roses she's always going to be special because she's your rose she's the only rose that matters to you um so that was that was a great refreshing detail uh in the book to just remind yourself that even though it seems like things aren't really extraordinary on at first sight um you start to realize that there is a lot of uniqueness and amazingness in a thing all because you recognized it so think about that next time you i don't know drive your car or look outside and see a simple flower or see one star in the sky that's your moment and 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 it's important and it's beautiful because it was yours alone some quotes uh, that I loved from the book. Uh, so the first one um, is actually for, by the rose, made by the rose herself. She says, I need to put up with two to three caterpillars if I want to get to know the butterflies. Simple. It's a simple text. And when I first read the line, I was like, okay. And then I was like, hold up. I stopped reading, went back, read it again. And I was like, okay this is deep (laughs) I need to put up with two to three caterpillars if I want to get to know the butterflies and that's it no matter how you look at it whether it's work related love related life related we have to put up with some things to get to that that beautiful thing that we're, we're we're in search of you know that we're working towards it may be a little difficult but it'll be worth it uh the other quote that I loved Um, I wonder if the stars are lit up so that each of us can find his own someday. And this was by the little prince. He says, I wonder if the stars are lit up so that each of us can find his own someday. So somewhere out there, you know, there's a star just for us, whether it's somebody that we love that has passed and they're hidden in that star or it's just a simple star. 
um, that those two quotes were really dear to my heart. There's another one that's a that's a bigger quote. Um, it's actually on the Bibliophile AF Instagram page. Uh, I run the risk of weep. One runs the risk <laughs> of weeping a little if one lets himself be tamed. And I'm gonna say that again because I butchered that a little bit. One runs the risk of weeping a little if one lets himself be tamed. I originally thought I was going to go in and try to make sense of that one, but I'm actually not. I'm going to I'm going to let you make of that what you will. And write me about it. Please let me know what your thoughts are. Um some things that surprised me about the book, I this was probably the most surprising. So like I said, it's a short read um and I also read the movie. I actually, I mean, watched the movie. I actually watched the movie before I read the book. And I loved the movie. If you have an opportunity to watch the movie and read the book, please do it. The movie was, I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was so well put together. And the crazy thing, and this is what surprised me, is that there's a whole other story going on in the movie version. And I think it both works so well. Um, both the movie adaptation and the book itself both just make complete sense. And I love that they did this with the movie. Um, it made me cry. The movie made me cry. And this was why I was like, oh, I got to read this book because this movie is making me cry. I can only imagine what this book is going to do for me. And both met my expectations and exceeded them. Um, but yeah, that was something I was really surprised about the fact that there was almost more detail in a different way in the movie versus the book. Um, but of course, there were some missing details in the movie because like I had mentioned before, you can't always get every detail packed into the movie, but it just really worked the way that they created the movie um, versus the, the book version. So check it out. <clears throat> um, another surprising moment. Ooh, okay, I'm looking at my notes and I don't actually want to tell you this one because I feel like it's going to give it away. So I'm not going to say what exactly happens, but the ending of the book surprised me a lot. Like I was like, what? Like, what are you, what are we doing here? <laughs> and it was confusing at first because I'm like, why does it have to happen this way? But I think even that question in itself is so beautiful and truly just came from me reading the book. You start asking yourself these questions about life, like why do why do things happen the way that they do, and sometimes they just do, um, and that's really what I got from the book as well, and and so I really appreciated that because even as an adult, I was just like taken aback. I was just like, wow. Um, I will say uh, for this book because I I know I had mentioned that it was a children's book, but just to kind of give you an idea, so the reading level for this book is actually grades three through eight. And then the interest level is typically grades 7 through 12 and beyond. <laughs> Let's be clear, because obviously I'm not in 12th grade uh, and I'm definitely reading this book, loving this book. Uh, and it's actually funny. I had a conference call recently and somebody else on the call was reading the book as well. And they were a little older than I was. So I just thought it was such a cool connected moment. Uh, and then, of course, a few other people chimed in and were like, oh, my God, I love The Little Prince. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. This is why this podcast was created. This is why I do these things, because 
you you just don't know people are out there reading the same stories in their own way you know I don't think anybody reads the same story twice so I can only imagine what they got from this book and I would love this is why I have this podcast because I would love to have those conversations so hey if y'all want to hop in and join please let me know (laughs) but going back to the story so yeah those were some of the surprising moments those were the quotes that I loved Um, But really what I just feel is this story um, is about letting go of your childhood, but also trying your best to hold on to that sliver of imagination. Um, I, like I have mentioned before, feel like I'm a big kid. I still watch kids movies, shows. I'm all about having fun in that way. Um, I really enjoy it, not because of uh, you know, they're good movies, but also because of the messages. I'm very big on finding messages in especially kids movies any movie really but especially kids movies because they're giving messages to children where they're at and also adults where we're at and we oftentimes miss that because we're so bored quote unquote with watching kids movies or oh we're watching this again this is the third time you know what I mean and it's like sometimes you just have to stop and really watch with open eyes and listen with open ears and you never know what kind of gems you'll get (laughs) I personally feel like one of the worst things that we could do is not allow ourselves to imagine things anymore, um, to, to lose sight of that. I really think that that adds, and I think I've read something even about how that really adds to the creative side of ourselves, um, really helps with the creative process, of course. And I think it's it sucks when people feel like they're too quote-unquote grown to do that to to imagine something that just isn't plausible just could not happen um I think we should stop doing that all the time now I'm not saying okay spend all of your days imagining every little thing and you know don't take any responsibility no I'm not saying that by any means but what I do think um is that it's really important to allow yourself to think outside the box if that's what you want to call it but basically just having an imagination treating life like it's limitless you know what I mean um so that's your homework maybe maybe try to do that just once even something simple something simple just try it and and see how you feel honestly another thing that I was really thinking about after reading this book as well was we take life so lightly as if this isn't the only one we've got you know we're so serious and you know we have to do this and this and this and that and life gets real I completely get it life gets so real you just can't you don't feel like you can breathe sometimes but like you have to take that breath you have to take a step outside and stare at the stars for for a few minutes a few seconds even just to to get your mind reorganized just to get your mind to a calm place and I urge you to do that I urge you to go outside and to look up at the stars and imagine somebody that you love so dearly that you haven't seen in a while whether um, they're still here in this life or not and smile because you know somewhere they're laughing up there you know and that's not even when I say up there I don't mean in heaven or anything I'm not really a religious person Um, so what I just mean is whatever you want it to be whether it is heaven or it is just the stars imagine that picture that feel that And don't feel stupid because you're feeling it either. Don't feel silly because you're 
putting yourself in a childlike position to see the world a little differently just for a moment. I promise it'll be worth your while. Uh, I will say, after reading this book, I have been doing that a lot. (laughs) A lot. I find myself, you know, taking Athena for walks and just stopping, looking up at the stars and just laughing a little (laughs) because I, I needed that or just because maybe somewhere out there somebody's laughing too, whether it's the little prince or somebody else that I love, you know, who, who knows? Um, so definitely do that. Do that for yourself. Um, not because I told you to or suggested rather, but because you deserve to, because you should. I actually have... another quote and I don't know I'm, I'm just thinking I'm looking at it now and I'm trying to think if it makes sense I'm gonna read it anyway um just because I feel like it's beautiful it's it's a unique quote in the book but the little prince says the stars are beautiful because of a flower you don't see and what he meant by that was specifically about his rose you know the stars are beautiful because of a flower that you love Now, whether that's a genuine flower, whether it's an animal, a person you love, um, because someone or something you love that you just you don't see, you know what I mean? So there's a star for every or think of it that way. There's a star for every beautiful thing that you see, flower or not. Um, And because you love them simply. Um, So I hope that makes sense. Um, There might be more context. (laughs) Um, or there is more context given, of course, if you actually read the book. But nonetheless, it is, again, one of my favorite quotes in the book. There, I could go on. Like I told you, I could genuinely go on. <sighs> it was hard. It was hard, people. It was really hard not to. But here we are. That is The Little Prince in a nutshell. Um, I urge you to read that book if you haven't already please (laughs) watch the movie if you don't want to read it please just do yourself a favor whether it's with you know your family your kids or not you know just check it out and and tell me what you think as always but remember those questions I asked you earlier uh let's get let's dive into those a little bit I want to give you my answers I'm actually looking forward to it um and I really feel like it's a great wrap-up to the episode So the first question I asked was, what did you want to be when you were younger? Uh, So for me, I always wanted to be an artist. That is the one thing I remember I always wanted to be. Maybe I wanted to be other things, but this is the one thing I remember very sharply. And the next question, did you become what you wanted to be? So this question is what really prompted me to ask all of these questions in general um I think I actually kind of started off with this question in a sense so as an artist or not even as an artist when you think of an artist you think of them creating art like painting on a canvas or creating sculptures but for me I am very big on the fact that art is everywhere you can find art even in the darkest places if you really open your eyes and look take a look Anybody who knows me knows that that's my thing. I'm going to find the art wherever we're at. (laughs) 
even if we're in a casino with a bunch of people smoking cigarettes, walking past, gambling all their money away, there's something artistic about that moment. Um, And so when I thought about this question, I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like I did become that. Um, So I'm not an artist in the sense of drawing or painting or sculpting, although, you know, hang tight, you never know. (laughs) But I have the ability to express myself, I think, in a way that I know some people may not be able to, uh, and also just connect with people. That's what I love to do. And I do think in its own way is some form of art. And that is not to take away from the beautiful art that's out there. um, But I do think it's artistic in its own way. So that really excited me, to be honest. When I really thought about that, um, about life in that way, and I realized, like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, that that was like a full circle moment. I'm I'm an artist in my own way, in my own way. I do love to write. I do doodle, <laughs> if that counts for something. I do doodle all over pages. Um, And I get to talk to you about the beautiful books that are written with the hopes that you will find the beauty in them, the art in them, and read them for yourselves. So, um, yeah, that's my answer to that question. (laughs) Um, And would you be happier doing what you dreamed of? Since now that I know I've kind of pursued that career, I'm going to skip that question. But am I happier now that I am doing what I dreamed of? So even before asking myself these questions, I've, ha- I've been having a lot of soul-searching moments. Um, I talk to myself a lot. Um, highly recommend, by the way, <laughs> if, you have a, uh, a, if you struggle with communicating or getting your thoughts out, um, I highly recommend talking to yourself, talking through everything with you. Um, you're your, your biggest supporter, your toughest critic, and you know yourself better than anybody. Um. So when I got to this question about, am I happier doing this? I think about the career choices I've made. I think about the experiences I've had. I'm very thankful for them, period. And I really think about how at peace I am with my life in the way that I didn't expect. Honestly, as a business owner, um, as somebody in the PR industry, things can get really chaotic and raise your hand if you understand me if you feel me please raise your hand um and even without those things life in general is just a chaotic mess let's be clear even when we have it together shit is not always all together so being in a place where not only am I doing or in a career that is something I've always wanted to do um I have a business that I love Um, for better or for worse and I look around and I just feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and while it was tough adjusting um, because as most of you know with a dream anything um, there is that harsh and very realistic question of will you be financially stable doing it and for a lot of people I think the answer is no and that's most likely why you wouldn't pursue your dreams in the first place if you got to that that question and you were like no I wouldn't do it today it doesn't financially make sense yeah I'm, I'm sure a lot of us are thinking that unfortunately um 
And so I'm no exception. When I got into book publishing, I was very familiar with the industry. Um, It is not as lucrative as an industry as you might think, considering there's millions and billions of people buying books. Um, It's it's an interesting industry. But nonetheless, I think it's such a worthy one. And I had to have real conversations with myself where I really thought about the life that I wanted to have and what I had to do to create that life. And I'm thankful that I had that conversation because it allowed me to adjust my life in this way where now I feel so fulfilled. I feel so good about the decisions I've made and just where I'm at with with the understanding that there's still room to grow. There's there's growth that is required. I'm not done. This is not it by any means. I have dreams. I have goals. I have things I want to do moves I want to make, promotions I'm, <laughs> I want to receive. Um, but I'm very happy in this moment. I'm very happy with what I have, who I get to share my life with, the morals um, that I move with, my intentions, and the fact that I even move with intention to begin with. So I say all of that to say that I am happy. I am happier than I think I would have been doing something that maybe pays me a little bit more, uh, but is so time consuming that I don't even have time to breathe. Um, Hustle culture is such a big thing now. So I know you feel me out there. Um, So having gone through that hustle culture part of my life, and then now stepping into a part where don't get me wrong, the grind never stops, but there's peace and tranquility, lots of self care, I get to read, I've created a life that I don't want to walk away from at all, even on my hard days. I don't. And I really hope that you get to that place in your life if you haven't already. I truly hope that you find that happy place, whether it's with the dream job that you wanted as a kid or not. I truly just hope that you unlock that childlike mentality and tap into what is most important outside of paying your bills yes that is such an important thing but your your mental health your well-being supersedes any of that period the end so that's what those questions are for um you know me i'm gonna get a little deep every now and then um but seriously uh i ask those questions because that is what this book brought out of me. Um, I I felt a lot of things. I thought a lot of things. I spoke to myself about a few things, you know, that I received from the book. But these questions are some of what really came to me after reading the book. And I really feel like it's because the, the message that, you know, the main message for me of the book is that you, you can't lose sight of you. You know, there's a little version of you inside of yourself that you are losing sight of that could really be the key, that could really be the key to getting you to a place of just feeling peaceful. Um, and you need to tap in and not be so scared of it if you are. Um, and, and maybe you'll love what you find. Maybe you won't. And you'll feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm happier right now. Absolutely. Whatever your truth is, stick with that, move with that. But I do think it's worth your while to explore that part of yourself a thousand percent to explore that part. 
that part of yourself that you know could really make the difference in your life. Um, Maybe something that you're scared of, but deep down, you know, it might be worth your while. And that is our episode. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for sticking around, um, for listening, whether it was a minute or the full episode. Uh, You're always appreciated. appreciated. Uh, And I hope I hear from you guys, whether it's through the comments, DMs, text messages. I'm loving the conversations that I'm having about the podcast. And I'm just looking forward to continuing this. I really hope that you're enjoying it and it provides you with some sort of peace or relaxation on any day. And yeah, until then, never stop reading. And I'm looking forward to chatting with you soon. See you later. Thank you.